I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, it is a great day today. It is Monday that I'm recording this. Uh, You'll be listening to this on Tuesday, but it is a great day. It's beautiful outside. Now, when I say beautiful, it's beautiful for here in Michigan. It's like 30 degrees outside, sun is shining. It's beautiful, okay? For this time of year in our state, this is beautiful. There's no snow on the ground. It's it's nice, okay? So this past week was kind of kind of boring, shall we say? There's not a lot of work happening at all. Uh, I finished up some gutter cleaning, but that was I think that was uh, at the end of two weeks ago. So it doesn't really matter. I haven't been out doing any work, so I've just been doing projects around the house. And as I told you in the last episode uh, on Wednesday, the regular Wednesday episode, I told you that I was working on putting up a new podcast website and I was going to put up the 12 month contract that I use in my business to get year round work. This contract combines lawn maintenance, uh, it can combine fall cleanup, spring cleanup, and snow removal, and a bunch of other stuff into one contract, and it, it breaks it down into a, into a 12-month payment so that you get paid all year round. So this is going to be for, this could be for anybody anywhere in the country. It is 100% editable. It is a Word document. So you can actually download it from the website, the mowinginthedarkpodcast.com website. That's the the website. Let me say it again, mowinginthedarkpodcast.com. You can go there. You can listen to the podcast if you want there, but you can also go to the store And in the store, the only thing in the store is the 12-month contract, okay? And this is completely editable. You can download it for not $5.99, and that includes the terms and conditions. I was able to put together some terms and conditions that were not a part of something, not a part of what I use on my contracts because I got those terms and conditions from somebody else. And so I found these terms and conditions online. I read through them. They are very comparable to what I use on my contracts. Uh, very comparable. In fact, they might even be a little bit more detailed, So, which is good because I want you guys to be protected. So with that being said, the contracts do have the terms and conditions and let let me just explain what it looks like because on the website because I don't want people to copy my template is I've got the the terms and conditions broken down into lawn maintenance and snow removal because those two are very important distinctions and so they're broken down by like that and so you can look it over when you download it it's 5.99 it's really even just to look it over, that's not that much money. 
And if, like I said, it's 100% editable. So you could completely change the entire layout of the contract. You can do anything you want to it. You can just get, you can download this contract just to give yourself some ideas on how I did mine. And you can then work and do yours. So you can create your own. That's what I did with this. I created my own. You can do it too. So another thing that I'm going to be posting on up for sale, which is only going to be like, I don't know, $3.99, $2.99, something somewhere in that range. Maybe maybe it'll be $5.99 again because it is a one-time purchase and you have it for life. So I'm going to put up my lawn care estimate that I created myself. Um, and again, I'm going to use some of the same terms and conditions that I put in the 12-month contract. I will put those on my my lawn care estimate form. All right. So uh, I'm planning to put that up, but it's not up yet. Okay. But the the 12-month contract where you can combine all services that you offer within reason, you may not want to add some, but you can. Um, and you can add them all on there. If you have terms and conditions for a service that you do that is not on the contract, it's editable. You can add it in. So this is a two-page contract. On We're on YouTube right now as well, so I'm just going to hold it up here. This is kind of what it looks like, and it is a two-page contract. This is just all the numbers that you need, and then... When you flip it over, that is a full page of terms and conditions, all right? So it is completely editable. You can put your logo on here, your contact information, all that stuff. Completely, 100% editable, all right? Now, this podcast isn't necessarily a commercial for this, but I do want to let you know that it is available, all right? So $5.99, that is less than a meal at McDonald's, that's basically less than you can pay for something off the dollar menu these days. Um, it's the price of a coffee at Starbucks. So for the price of a coffee at Starbucks, you can have this, this, this template with terms and conditions forever. And it's yours. And you can completely change it if you want. All right? So... It, it's a one-time purchase, and you've got it for life. So, guys, there's there's really no downside to that. All right? So that's all I have to say about the 12-month contract. I personally love it. I, I use it in my business. I've got, uh, you know, maybe 10, 10 clients on the 12-month contract. Every year I get more and more of my existing clients to switch over to the 12-month contract. So... This could be something that you could look at to keep that money coming in all year round. All right, guys, today I basically just want to talk about something that I did over the weekend. And it's not lawn care related, but it, it's something that I enjoyed doing. And it was hard. All right. So uh, the church that I go to, our, we have a parsonage and our pastor lives in the parsonage. This is actually where I grew up, uh, the house that I grew up in. It's a very old house. It has a stone foundation. Uh, it's got a Michigan basement is what we call it here. It's if, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. All right. It's hard to explain, but um, it's a very old house, but they've remodeled the whole thing, except they didn't put a roof on. And so 
in my past life, I, uh, I did a lot of roofing, uh, not necessarily home roofs. I did a lot of uh, new construction with mini barns, all right? So I did a lot of roofing when I was in my teens and early 20s. And so I know how to roof. However, I don't feel so confident on roofs these days. And so I decided to stay on the ground. There was a group of men from my church that got together, and most of them were older. There was a couple younger guys there, but most of them were older, uh, older than me, in fact. And they were up on the roof. They cleared the roof off. And this roof, I'm telling you, it was bad. We had to replace a lot of sheeting and things and, and add in a few a few uh, two by fours and things like that uh, just to get it to a good place and this roof has been added on and added on and added on and it was a really cobbled mess and so it took a long time once we got it torn off it took the guys on the roof a long time to figure out how they were gonna work these pieces and stuff because it was like a jigsaw puzzle honestly this was not an easy roof to replace so we got it all torn off and we got the underlayment or what we call uh, in the construction industry if you don't know we call it ice and water shield all right it's this thick rubberized type stuff that guards your roof from ice and water just like it says so what it does when you nail through it it actually when it heats up so right now it's not going to do this it's a bad time of year to do a roof but if you have to you have to and this roof was really leaking so um, when you nail through it in the summertime that rubberized material will will expand and tighten around those nails and so it becomes leak proof so you want ice and water shield and so what we did and you want you want like eight feet in michigan it's different in every county in the country really um you want at least eight feet of white ice and water shield at least in michigan that's what the recommended thing is and in in ionia county where we were doing this roof that is mandatory uh so Instead of just doing eight feet, we did the entire section of roof that we replaced. This was just like a portion over a kitchen, all right, quite a big portion. But um, so we put that all down, and uh, so that's great. Uh, we got about half the roof shingled, and then the other half still needs to be done. We'll probably hit that next weekend. But what I wanted to talk about is over the weekend, I like I said, I was the guy on the ground. And so what would happen is if they needed, if the guys on the roof needed shingles, if they needed another roll of ice and water shield, I would run it up the ladder and hand it off to somebody on the roof. All right. So you guys can see I'm a husky fella. I can lift heavy things. All right. I'm not so stable on roofs anymore. I didn't have the proper footwear either. I had mud boots on and they were a size too big. So my feet were sloshing around in these boots and I did not feel comfortable being on the roof. So the, the other guys, I allowed them to do that work. I stayed on the ground. And so what I did is I spent my time cleaning up all the shingles that they had torn off. Uh, I have a magnet here at home. So I brought that to pick up all the nails. Uh, just cleaning up everything. I would cut lumber if they needed a lumber cut, anything like that, just to try to help. If they needed more nails, I would toss the nails up, whatever I could do to help. 
But honestly, as as I got further out from from Saturday, so Sunday, I was talking to my wife. We were driving to church, and I was like, man, I really hope that the guys on this job didn't feel like I was a, a sissy, you know, for being on the ground just doing, you know, because I felt like I wasn't contributing to the project, and I felt like I was just there, just taking up space. But in reality, that's not the case at all. I was an integral part of getting the amount of work done that we got done. Now, there was times when I would just stand around because there was nothing for me to do, but I would always be looking for something to do. And that day, though, I just felt kind of useless, you know, like like they're up there doing the real work and I'm down here not doing the real work. That's what I felt like. But in all honesty, my job that I did had to be done too. It was very important for my job to be done because the pastor actually had my our family over and a bunch of other people over for Sunday lunch so we the place had to be picked up and the nails had to be picked up because we would have had a lot of flat tires so it was a very integral part what I did uh, to to this project this roofing project and so as I got farther out from the project and I was talking to my wife and she was saying, you know, I don't think they thought that at all. You know, I don't think they thought you were a sissy for being on the ground, you know, picking up junk. I, that was an important part. Somebody had to do it. And she was right and got, you know, got me feeling a little bit better about myself. And then Sunday morning came around, we went to church and all the guys, you know, came up to me. They were like, Hey, how you doing? Shook, shook hands, you know, Hey, you sore, man. Oh yeah. We're we're really sore. And I was sore too. So I knew I had been working hard. Like I had to bend over to pick up the shingles. Ah, I got stuff on my desk here. I'm hitting. So I, I, I would bend over, pick up shingles, and throw them in the dump trailer. And so I got a lot of work, too. I got I did probably not as much but close as to what the guys on the roof did. And they were, you know, they weren't looking down on me for being on the ground. They saw me much different than I saw myself. They saw me as an integral part of the process. Now, through a portion of the day, I was able to put on some drip edge. If you don't know what drip edge is, that's the stuff that goes around the edge of the roof, and it's literally drip edge. When the water runs down the shingles, it drips onto that drip edge, and then it drips down, um, and it, it drips off the roof that way. It, it, we're very simple people in construction, okay? They just call it what it is. It's drip edge. Okay, so I was able to put that stuff on because I have a lot of experience in putting this stuff on. So I got to put some of that on. So that was fun, you know, to actually nail something on. But most of the day I was just doing my part and keeping the place clean. And so here's the thing, guys, comparing this to lawn care. I don't have any employees, but if I did and if I do. There will be times when my employee is going to have to do jobs like that, or I'm going to have to do jobs like that, that seem menial, that seem like they're not valuable, but they are. 
there's so many times in my life where I felt like I was less than important because I was doing small tasks like that. Like when I was in construction, when I was first starting, they would have me sweep the floor. That was actually a very integral part of keeping the place clean and safe because sawdust can be slippery. Sawdust can also be combustible. So we had to keep the floors clean. And it was a constant process of keeping the place clean. Somebody had to do it. So just like sharpening mower blades, it sucks, but it has to be done. Like cleaning a mower deck. It's a menial task. It's just grunt work. But somebody has to do it. It has to be done to perform the service properly. All right? Machine maintenance. It seems like menial tasks, but it has to be done for that machine to continue to operate properly and effectively. So don't look down on your guys that are doing these menial tasks. I'm sure you as the owner know that they are valuable, but try to express to them, express to your guys that, hey, I just want you to know you are a valuable part of this team. You do a lot of the stuff that everyone else hates to do. And maybe you hate to do it too, but you are a valuable part of this team and we need you. That's what you need to say to those guys who do this type of work is we need you on this team. We would not be able to do the amount of work that we do and the quality of work that we do without you. That's what you need to tell your guys and be an encouragement to them because that Saturday, no one was really an encouragement to me. However, Sunday, they did make me feel encouraged. And this, guys, this was a volunteer project, completely 100% volunteer. The church paid for the materials, but it was volunteer labor. We're just there giving of our time, but it is invaluable to let somebody know that they are important to the team. And it it, it it is it is just so important i was going to say invaluable again but it's so important because that guy you don't know if that guy that integral part of your team that does all that menial task work that no one else wants to do that's dirty and grimy and gross maybe he loves that work maybe he doesn't but to let that person know that they're an integral part of the team is very important because you don't know what they're thinking. Maybe they're thinking, you know what? Maybe I'm going to call out tomorrow. I'm just so sick of doing this stuff. Maybe, Maybe I'll just go find another job. I'm just so sick of doing this stuff and nobody recognizes my value that I bring to this team. See, I've been, my whole life, this is the position that I've been in because my, my gifting what what really I call my spiritual gift is helping people. That's what I love to do. 
I love to be a help to people. So whether it was in construction, whether it was in retail, or whether it was in phlebotomy at the hospital, it was always about helping people. How can I help you? And in phlebotomy, it, it is so, phlebotomists are completely forgotten about, all right, until, until they are really needed, okay? So everyone thinks about the nurses and the doctors. What they don't think about is the housekeeping people who keep the hospital clean, as clean as they can. I mean, it's a hospital. Things are going to happen. People are going to get sick. But they have the nasty job of cleaning up poop and pee and blood and just nastiness. And they do it with a smile on their face, usually. People forget about those people. They forget about the, the, um, the, the phlebotomist. The phlebotomist who... Without us, the doctor would not know how to treat the person with a disease unless it's like a broken bone. But if it's internal and it's like serious, like we don't know how to treat that without blood work. Who's going to get the blood? I've seen a doctor try to draw blood. It was like a monkey trying to use a needle. It was the weirdest thing. Like this doctor who has years of experience, years of of schooling under his belt, couldn't figure out how to use a needle. And it it was crazy. So the, the menial people are always forgotten about. And we were never, our lab manager never recognized us in any way. Like it was always about the lab technicians who actually do the testing on the blood that we collect. Without us, they wouldn't have any blood to test. We were never getting recognized by the lab manager or the hospital. We're just there doing our job. And it's just like you're throwaway people. So what I'm saying here is you've got to recognize those people. Maybe it's a high schooler who comes in and cleans your decks and and washes down your equipment and your trucks and stuff. You got to recognize that person. They are invaluable to your team. You have to think about these things when you're operating a business, because those people, whether you know it or not, it's tough to find a new person, especially in today's world. It's tough to find new people, good people. So if you have one that's decent, you've got to compliment them. You've got to stroke their ego a little bit. You've got to let them know that you see their value, that you see that they bring a lot to the team. Even though it doesn't seem like it, even though it doesn't, maybe to the other people in the team, maybe it's a frustration that, oh, maybe they forgot to sharpen blades or maybe they, they didn't do something quite right or whatever, but they are a valuable part of the team. You know, another, another story that I have from my church is that our, our, we, I would call him a head usher, but I mean, he's not really a head usher, but he's in kind of that position. Um, when we have a, we do sharing time at our church in, in the main church service. And so he runs a microphone around and he, he does the, he's the main guy for the offering collection and things like that. Um, but he has, 
he has Down syndrome. And he's he's very hard to understand when he speaks, but he is a valuable part of our church. He is a valuable part. In fact, last night we we our church did communion. We don't do communion typically on a Sunday morning. We at our church we like to keep it separate so it keeps it um it keeps it more I want to say sacred. It's not quite the right word, but you know, more more important, like more valuable. We keep it separate so that it has more valuable, more meaning. And so last night, uh, one of one of our members recently died, and the the guy's name is Joey. He's my age. Um, he's hard to understand, but we were almost done with communion. And he, he pipes up and he, he says, you know what? I think we need to pray for Laverne's family tonight. You know, we lost Laverne and I feel like we need to pray for his family. And so he, he, he didn't want to lead the prayer, <laughs> but, uh, you know, eventually we said, okay, Joe, you go ahead, lead the prayer. And he did. And it was so sweet and heartfelt. He had tears coming out of his eyes. He has a heart that wants to help people. Now he is, he can be a problem. (laughs) He, He has a lot of energy. He loves to help. He loves to do things. Sometimes he goes too far and we've shared stories at our church about that and things like that, but he is a valuable part of our church. And he's an integral part of our church that if we lost him, we would all be sad. And we would all miss Joey because he plays a valuable role in our church. Sure, sometimes he he adds comedic relief. He's very he can be very saucy sometimes, but he is just a wonderful guy. And he can be a problem. They've had to set a, they've had to give Joey a, a, they've had to assign a Joey watcher because during the church service, if Joey doesn't have something to do, he kind of goes stir crazy and finds things to do. So he, he will go down in the kitchen and he'll just decide that, you know what? I think we need green beans after church. And so he'll go in the freezer, get out frozen green beans and dump them into a roaster and set them on the stove and turn the stove on. And that's a no bueno, no can do because Joe, Joe will just forget about it and walk away. So they've had to set a Joey watcher, but you know what? Even with that, even with the trouble that he causes, he has a good heart. He has a heart to serve, and he fills an important role in our church of, if nothing else, keeping us on our toes. And maybe that's your guy. Maybe you've got a guy in your business that's kind of like Joey. Now, he, he obviously, he's probably not going to be mentally handicapped, but he might be just, you know, he might not be the best worker right now. Maybe he makes a lot of mistakes. If you have to, 
And if you want to, if you have a desire, if you like him, if he has a good attitude, if he's always there on time, if he has a desire to work hard for you, encourage him. Train him, encourage him, maybe set a watcher on him and help him to become an integral part of your team. I know it's a little bit of a different example that I gave with Joey at church because it is business and you do you have liabilities and you can't afford for a Joey in whatever situation you might be in to be hurt. All right, that would be tragic. That would be horrible. So I get it. It's business. But you see where I'm going with this is that you really, you really have to encourage your employees. Let them know that you find them valuable. Let them know that they are an integral part of your team and that you would be lost without them. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Don't forget about the 12-month contract. Head over to mowingintheDarkPodcast.com and go to the store. The 12-month 12, the contract is there. You can download it for $5.99. It's, you'll have it for life. All right? That's it, guys. Thanks for watching and listening, and I will see you in the next episode.